welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. Today, my guest is Crystal Dowling, Senior Consultant in Consumer Insights. And she's going to be part of my series that explores the impact of having direct consumer affairs experience and what that impact is on one's career. Crystal has worked in various analytics and for over 15 years, supporting both B2B and B2C industries, including pharma, CPG, which we love, medical devices, and most recently, financial solutions and services. Crystal is self-described as an opportunity finder and loves uncovering consumer or customers' unmet needs and identifying actionable growth opportunities in the marketplace. And I benefited from that firsthand. In full transparency, Crystal and I worked together as she was an analyst on my consumer affairs team when we worked at Campbell Soup Company. So hello, Crystal, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Very uh, glad to catch up. Absolutely. So let me start here. Um, Wondering if, in your opinion, there is value in taking roles in various industries and functions like you have. say I I find you know I have my bias I find value in having worked across different industries um, I would say that you know it might not work in in every role I think if you're taking on more generalist roles and and having more consultative and consultative type functions yeah. I think it certainly helps and adds value uh, working across different industries I think there's certainly value in having, you know, deeper industry expertise um, and having more of that historical context and, I guess, richer context to offer. That's certainly beneficial as well. But just having worked across, I would say, um, you know, all of the industries, everyone um, is finding ways to navigate some of the macro forces and macro challenges that are impacting industries. And it's all the same consumer. So you're not really seeing... You might see different applications and manifestations across different industries, but everyone's kind of um, grappling and navigating with those same macro forces. And I would say um, some of the business challenges for many companies, it's not necessarily unique. It might be framed in any unique way, but every business is looking to grow. So you're encountering some of the um same type of, of challenges and issues, maybe with just slight variations or the nuances behind that particular industry. So I think the value in supporting the different industries comes in, at least in insights roles, because you're coming in and you can um, maybe frame some of the issues a little bit more readily because you've encountered them before, or you, you can draw those parallels. Um, so maybe you get to the diagnosis a little bit 
faster because you have already worked in different spaces where you're to say, okay, I can I can see this paralleling what I saw there. So I certainly think um, there's value. And I know as I was thinking through um, some thoughts for this this podcast, two examples that come to mind, one I'm encountering now uh, where, you know, for financial products, uh, financial solutions, manufacturing looks certainly different than CPG manufacturing, but you're still encountering the same process of product development. And there's certainly value from the CPG, some of the upfront processes that were were built in um, to kind of evaluate, you know, an, a new offering and, and consumers' reactions to an offering that if you didn't have that exposure across industries, it, uh, you wouldn't be able to kind of pull that into the fold with financial solutions. Right. And even um, insights that m might be leveraged for different pieces. So when you're working for uh, maybe CPG versus another company, um, I think to experience working with private brand CPG, you might have an impact where, you know, you are trying to win that consumer in the aisle. So the insight that you're leveraging is very different from insights you might be leveraging when, you know, with financial products where now you're no longer just getting them upfront in that sales process, but you have an ability once they have a contract or a policy in place to in engage them and impact their engagement and satisfaction further down in the sales process. Right. You wouldn't get that exposure having, you know, worked maybe in just one industry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Nicely put. How did, having said all that, how did like the function of consumer affairs and your experience there fit into your career path? I felt that uh, consumer affairs, so I, I viewed it as, as part of the toolkit. And as you're broadening your, your toolkit, um, as you're gathering different insight inputs, uh, consumer affairs was certainly one. And from our time at Campbell's Soup, I felt um, it was really strategic what Campbell's was trying to, to leverage with that, the consumer listening post um, in consumer affairs. So, you know, for certain reasons, Campbell's had to, for quality, for compliance reasons, Campbell's needed to, to be monitoring um, voice of the, the consumer. But I know... Um, in our, a few of the strategic initiatives we were working on, trying to leverage that for much higher impact. So, um, for instance, with, with launching new products, the, the ability to kind of um, improve upon the product before a full-scale national launch based on things that we were hearing from the, from the consumer affairs world. Um, or even the initiative, um, the, your, your brainchild with the consumer impact scorecard um, really being able to um, integrate kind of insights from the consumer across the organization. So maybe you just weren't um, voicing voice of the voice of the consumer with marketing, but you were able to pull in the quality team. You were able to pull in the packaging team to kind of really um, get a good feel for what was the consumer actually saying and what were the in what were the kind of challenges and then have a much greater impact with um, leveraging some of that information. Yeah, I couldn't have done that with without you, Crystal. I know I've told you that a million times before, but let me just say here for the record, um, 
So maybe you touched on it in your previous answer, but what, what would you say was the biggest surprise, you know, from your consumer affairs experience? I would say, um, maybe not so much a surprise, but I was a pleasant surprise. Um, maybe some of the impact of the changes. Um, so what might seem, you know, what we were hearing from consumers, um, such as that surfaced is questions. Is this item gluten-free? Which might seem like a very tactical, innocuous packaging change is needed. But then to then, you know, once that change is enacted, what that had the power to do, maybe bring in a new stream of, of buyers that because that question was lingering and it wasn't definitive and maybe they didn't want to go through um, the extra steps of inquiring if it was gluten. Once it became more definitive and they had that kind of knowledge um, to then, be, you know, be able to go and make that purchase. So again, you know, it seems, you know, as something very tactical and minor, the power of what that was able to then do um, was pretty cool. I would say that's one surprise. And I think um, some of the behind the scenes learning of all of the infrastructure that goes into setting up that listening post in a consumer affairs world. I mean, you have the operational challenges of training and being able to um, make sure that, that you're maintaining the coding of the consumer contacts. Um, it's a beast. <laughs> and, but then to get that in place, that infrastructure, if you will, in place to then be able to leverage it for the insights, um, just having that exposure and seeing kind of what went into that um, was pretty cool. Now, what, what did your career um, path, including consumer affairs, kind of give you as you moved along, um, you know, your various roles in insights? I think um, that exposure to even understanding it as an input, um, you know, I, I look at um, the team that I'm part of now and, and building out and recognizing the value and the importance of, of that um, function as part of a broader consumer insights team. So not having had that exposure and even recognizing what a huge um, input that is into kind of rounding out the full understanding from the consumer. You know, it depends on on the strategic challenge you're trying to tackle, but but knowing that um, you know if you have some of the team focused on kind of that that pre-sale and and how to uh, acquire new customers, but then you have the other end who are focused on the satisfaction, the consumer satisfaction, and driving that loyalty, driving that retention. If you don't have data from your your VOC program helping to kind of inform where the unmet needs are, you're in big trouble. So I think having having lived it and just recognizing the value and, and how it can plug some of the white spaces and the blind spots that you might not have from some of your other traditional uh, insight sources. Got it, perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday morning to be on the podcast with me. I, I appreciate it so much. No, it was great um, catching up and getting to reminisce about um, the fun that we had at Campbell Soup um, in our time with Consumer Yeah, Affairs. it was fun. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.